0: All right. Let's get this out of the way first. The thoughts, views, and opinions expressed on Tailboard Talk's firefighter podcast are solely those of the speakers, guests, and host and do not in any way represent the thoughts or views or opinions of any other employer, partnership, or sponsor. The material and information in this podcast is for general information purposes only and should be used at the listener's discretion. Here comes the intro. Skip forward 30 seconds if you want to get right to the episode. This is the Tailboard Talk Podcast, the best health, wellness, and lifestyle resource for the fire service. We're using stories, lessons, and tips from the front lines to give a realistic view of what the job can do to us and how we can make it out alive. I'm Chris Morella, a firefighter since 03, medic since 05, full-time since 08, and promoted to lieutenant in 20. I'm also a personal trainer and strength coach, and I'm here to give you the best information and host the best discussions to make us capable and durable, both on the job and away from it. So grab a heater, steal some fancy creamer from First Shift, and let's go chat. Fourth time here. That makes sense, Fourth Shift. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Tailboard Talks Firefighter Podcast. I'm Chris from Fourth Shift Fitness and the Fourth Shift Firefighter. What? New name? Maybe soon. We'll see. Anyways, welcome back to the show. Welcome back to this week. This week, we're talking about manliness. And interestingly enough, another term that I ended up... Anyways, I got into a conversation um earlier in the week and I put it on Instagram we were I was at work and one of the guys said hey what do you think about so-and-so and this person is a social media kind of name not really a celebrity but um a motivational guy in the social media world and I said I don't know I don't see much too much about him I don't follow him but I know about kind of his deal you know and he goes yeah I really like some of the stuff he says you know and he started kind of summarizing what what he said and he was like you know work harder um stop feeling bad for yourself, exercise every day, Uh, get out of your head, depression's not real, Um, be a winner, Uh, all those things, right? And I said, well, you had me and lost me. And he's like, why? I'm like, dude, you can't can't say depression isn't real. Like some people have a chemical imbalance. Some people are affected by things. You can't just jumping jack away depression. It can help. Listen, I'm aware of, as anybody, there's studies out there that show that exercise can be a competitive form of treatment as medicine. I get that. But if you tell someone your depression isn't real, just go work out or work harder, which is even worse. That just sets them up for failure, right? So you're, and it's, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go on a small side tangent here, I guess. Especially in the fire service, we have people that work way too much for whatever reason, right? And if they're feeling depressed or whatever, and you're telling them to work harder, it's all in their head. Stop being, stop feeling bad for yourself. Work harder. All that if they literally, if they take that literally, all that makes them do is see their family less, spend less time doing anything, doing things they enjoy, spend less time investing in themselves, literally work harder, do more work, do the thing that's actually causing your problem and stop being such a little whiny person about it. Okay. So no, it doesn't make sense to me. I understand the sentiment behind it. I understand the idea behind it. This is the conversation that this kind of devolved into. I said, don't you think that's a great way for someone to ignore their actual mental health needs and just work harder? And, uh, just keep ignoring it, and the and the, this is what I'm doing. I'm working harder. I'm not going to address it. I'm just going to work harder or exercise more to get myself out of this mental jam. Doesn't that kind of feed into the mental health crisis they are already having? Anyways, starting off strong with this one. Starting off strong with this one. Um, so we kept talking, and I said, "Well, what are you really looking for?" And he's like, "Well, I think that's where a lot of the 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 youth these days is is what what a lot of the youth these days is lacking. They're lacking." those manliness kind of tenets, like working hard and being perseverant. I'm going to keep looking at my notes here because this is what happened when I tried to formulate this idea in my head. I was scattered, just totally scattered. So I have a bunch of notes written down here. Um, you know, he was looking, people are lacking manliness is what he said. They're lacking grit, perseverance, toughness, self-reliance. Um, and I said, okay, I understand that. I said, there's there's definitely a point for motivation to factor into that and for lessons to be taught of that of like, yeah, sometimes you really do need to put forth effort. Like some things in this job and in life are going to be difficult. And yes, in those times, feeling bad for yourself or whining about it or whatever isn't the most productive thing. You know, it may be it may be consoling to yourself or soothing. That's fine. But you're going to have to just put in the work and get it done. I get that. So those are good lessons to teach. But... They're lessons to teach and lessons to be learned. They're not things that are inherently part of a lot of people. We're going to get back to that thought later in the episode when I kind of wrap up and tell you if I think we're lacking manliness or not. But um, I took it to Instagram. I said, hey, is the fire service lacking manliness? And I got a lot of responses. You guys continue to show up, and I love it, all right? So I'm going to probably be out of order with these because uh, there's a bunch of them. First one is, depends on how we define it, are we lacking A generation raised to fix things and work hands-on? Yes. Okay, that feeds into part of it. Simple answer is yes, we're lacking manliness. Uh, Generational for sure. In a job of problem-solving, what's the answer? Patience and vulnerability. Um, This person listed a bunch of stuff here. Genuine passion, humility, honesty, altruism, masculinity, accountability, courage, honor, respect, patience, professionalism. Another person, simple answer is I don't think so. Society has changed what it means to be a man. Uh, here's another one. No, this is, a ge- this is a generational struggle. Generations define manliness differently. Another person, we have too much toxic masculinity and broness. Homies need to chill out. Now, here's the difference. This is where this starts to get line, uh, blurred here. And I'm not playing word games. I, I don't ask questions on Instagram or in real life to trick. I shouldn't say that, not to trick people. I don't ask trick questions in the fact of like, oh, gotcha. You weren't listening. I fooled you. Um. And this is something I learned when I was going into this topic was masculinity and manliness are two drastically different things. Completely different, but they get lumped together. So here we have an answer. We have too much toxic masculinity uh, and broness, right? Another person just says yes. Uh, this one says, what's your definition of manliness? And I said, good question. That was my question too. In the sense of trades and knowing labor, yes, we are lacking it. Uh we're lacking adults uh, this one says but yes uh, men and men in the fire service complain and gossip more than high school girls but yes a lot of new guys are coming in not knowing how to get their hands dirty and do work And this person says that's juicy I'll bite yes a lot of answers okay and there's one longer one I got on Instagram from one of my good buddies I chat with but I'm gonna talk about that talk about that one because it kind of sums up the way I feel too so in hearing all these things, I had to be like, well, what am I asking? What is manliness? And I started feeling a little bit like uh, Malcolm Gladwell because I was like, what is manliness? Let's have an interview on to talk about manliness. So I looked it up, okay? And Google tells me that manliness is the quality or state of being manly, as in having qualities such as strength or virility that are traditionally associated with a man. And it has an example of it in a sentence here below that is really interesting. They'd be trained... They'd been trained to identify emotional repression as the essence of manliness. Men who broke down or cried or admitted to feeling fear were sissies, weaklings, failures, not men. Hmm. Are we lacking manliness? If we are and we're taking manliness in that context, is it a bad thing? Okay, let's move on. There's also a website called The Art of Manliness. It was a book. It's a website. They sell things. It's pretty funny. But a very good source for this topic. Uh, this says, in fact, from the Art of Manliness website, in fact, the English word virtue comes from the Latin word virtus, virtus which means manliness or masculine strength. The Romans believed that to, to be manly, a man had to cultivate virtues like courage, temperance, industry, and dutifulness. dutifulness. Thus, for the ancient Romans, manliness... Meant living a life of virtue okay so now we have two different things here we have manliness which means living a life of virtue okay and in the in the art of manliness website it goes in and be like thriving flourishing becoming the best version of a man you can be um, not necessarily tying it to specific things besides honesty integrity uh, it's virtue laden is manliness okay so not necessarily physical now masculinity has more physical characteristics. Okay, so a quick Google search of masculinity. Um, Strength, courage, independence, leadership, assertiveness. Uh, We have muscular, fighter, assertive and firm, financially well-off, not a gossiper, willing to make sacrifices, not crying, honorable. That's where we get into trouble, okay? So we have two different things here. And like I said, this isn't a word game, but we're going to explore it a little bit. Are we lacking... Manliness, are we lacking masculinity? Two questions. Okay, so what does it mean to me? So I had to reflect all this stuff off of me now. What does manliness mean to me? Um, And what does masculinity mean to me? Being a man means something to me, okay? And it's abstract. But here's how I view it, okay? There's the physical side and there's the, the behavioral side. On the physical side, I do have certain expectations of what a man can do. And those are less about the gender and more about the ability, okay? There's a certain amount of weight, a certain amount of conditioning or output or endurance or strength or whatever that I expect a man to be able to handle or accomplish or work through or endure. That exists in my brain compared to a woman or a female or anything, okay? But I don't don't compare it against that because that level is what I'm looking for to be the acceptable level for people I work with in the fire service. It's independent, if that makes sense. So take it out of context, take it in abstract, and I expect my coworkers to have this level of ability. And in my mind, I equate that to a man, okay? And I do that because in my mind, man is on the same level of word as professional. So you have a boy, a dude, a guy, and then a man, okay? In the same way, in my mind, we have an employee, a worker, a guy, whatever, Professional. So, in the Art of Manliness website, it kind of sums us up too. Um, gross. I forget I'm on camera. In the Art of Manliness, in the Art of Manliness website it also sums us up too. Um, it says there are two ways to define manhood. One way is to say it's that manhood is the opposite of womanhood, and the other way is to say that manhood is the opposite of childhood. And that's how I view it. The opposite of childhood. You possess these things that a full-grown Highly functioning adult possesses. Okay. Now masculinity, different conversation, right? Because it brings in ego, ignorance, um, protective measures, um, machismo, all those things, right? All those things that can be damaging. And the word for that was like the toxic masculinity one. But I want to change that too. I have a little note in here to talk about toxic masculinity at the end. I'm going to write talk about it in the in the middle here. When I was working at my old job with Tim, the mentor who passed away in a couple episodes back, talked about a couple episodes back, I learned that one of the worst things you could be called was ignorant. Not any four-letter word, not any rattle off of combination of insults, but if someone was called ignorant, that was it, man. That was highly disrespectful, highly dismissive, um, telling of their character. It was a it was an absolute death blow to be called ignorant. And in the middle of a conversation, that was a turning point in the conversation. You wouldn't pull that out unless you were ending the conversation altogether or looking to blow the conversation up for the rest of your life. I understand the phrase of toxic masculinity, but it also gets whipped around just like every other kind of common cultural term. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I'd like to, I'd like to replace toxic ma- masculinity with the word of ignorance. You're being ignorant. You're being ignorant of your own faults, your own fears, your own emotions, to protect yourself. And you're being ignorant. You're you're overprojecting. You're, uh, you know, you, you protest too much. That old saying, "Thou dost protest too much." Um, you're being ignorant, or you're trying to overcompensate because you're being ignorant of other people's emotions, needs, and 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 re- requirements. So you're going to be overly ignorant to that. You're being ignorant that's what toxic toxic masculinity is to me it's usually an outward action of ignorance so i just want to put that out there maybe that frames a little bit differently in your head maybe that uh, makes it more palatable for you cuz sometimes when you hear these these relatively new formed words that explain something that we know what it is but not really we tend to brush them aside we're like someone's just being dramatic and creating a word for something but let's just not let's just not do that okay but it is i think it's a form of or it's akin to ignorance. So if you hear someone say that and you're struggling to accept it or consider that a real term or a term that you should pay attention to, frame it as ignorance next time and see what that does. Now, I need to go back. I, I missed a story here. I I do the be a man thing too sometimes, but I usually do it with physical stuff. We've all heard of like the dangers of saying just be a man, suck it up with mental stuff, right? Mental health stuff and people who are struggling, be a man, don't cry. Different conversation, Okay. I do think it's a valid thing to say, be a man in a tongue-in-cheek way, in a in a good contextual way, in kind of a, I mean, supportive way when you're talking about physical stuff, right? We were we were testing hose the other day, and we used four-inch supply line for our LDH. Talk about me or talk about that later. Um, I'm fine with it because it's lighter, which is the the piece of the story, right? So we're testing it. There's a roll laid out on the ground, um, and they said, hey, can you help us get this four-inch uh, spare four inch hose back on the rack and I said, yeah, fine I said here's what we're gonna do we're gonna get a straight um, hydrant wrench put it through the middle or a, a short tanker bar put it through the middle You guys can carry it together, you know, like one on each side carrying it Put it back on the rack. You can just kind of lift it on the rack with the tanker bar. It'll be super easy I said, why don't you just be a man and pick it up now? It's heavy. I don't know how much it is exactly I can probably look it up real quick um, It's not light right roll of 4-inch fire hose weight. Um, it's not exactly light. Uh, 78 pounds. But it's also manageable. It's awkward, right? But at a certain point, you got to be like, okay, I'm a full-grown adult. That's a 78-pound weight. I can do this. Um, that's what this says. That's what this is, 78 pounds. So I said, how about you just be a man and pick it up, right? A little bit insulting because I'm saying they're not a man. A little bit egging on, right? But also, like, let's reframe this thing. We're not fragile. Some of us might have some damage to our armor and have to pay a little more attention. I get that. I'm not ignorant to that. But at the same time, we can pick people up. We can lift things. We can move things. We can be strong. We can embody some forms of masculinity in order to not hamper us or or hamper the operation or make more people do the work that we should be able to do. And that's the level of masculinity, expectation, and physicality I have in my head. Physicality, another great Nate Palin term. Um, but that's what I have in my head for that. So just understand that not all forms of masculinity and boastfulness and ego are necessarily ignorant or toxic. I think that's also an important thing to kind of contextualize and put out there. Okay, so... Are we lacking manliness, and are we lacking masculinity? Here's are my thoughts. Yes, yes, we are. But we have no choice. Let's talk about manliness for a second. We have no choice. We hire young adults. We hire kids right out of college. We hire people young in their years, young in their careers, who need to be taught lessons. Of course, they're they're lacking manliness. That's a that's a Discovered and a learned and a modeled trait of course they are The people who are professing that we probably are lacking manliness were no doubt lacking manliness when they got hired But over the course of 20 years you observe things and you get taught things and you model your behavior and you grow And you change as a person and then you develop what I consider manliness. I think that's a a reasonable thing to say so when you as a 40 something or 50 something with two decades of this environment look back and you look at the new generation and they're raw and they don't have a lot of real world experience and now they're put into these extremely stressful and labor burdened situations and maybe physical situations they've never been in before maybe they didn't play sports at a high level or even a medium level where they were made to push themselves to a level of possible failure and or quitting maybe that never happened that's reasonable we have this image in our head that everybody in the fire service comes from D1 or pro sports or something, bioengineering, something. That's not true. We're general population, man. We're a lot of times people who didn't fit into sports, didn't fit into social stuff. Um, not necessarily the misfits and the outcast, but there's a, a, a section of that, right? So then we look with us with Conditioned by 20 years of being in the job that we know we're comfortable with and then these people coming in with no comfortability in anything And then we expect them to step into this highly uncomfortable world and then we call them We tell them they have a lack of manliness and masculinity. I definitely think we are lacking Manliness and masculinity, but because that's how it's always been. We've always lacked it We've always lacked it with the people we hire because that's the name of the game Now masculinity We create that problem. We do. We create that problem, and I believe we create it in in their first year in probation because for a year, we tell them not to be masculine or manly. We tell them their job is to be subservient, obedient, um, compliant, studious, all those things. We tell them their job is not to be masculine and not to have ego and not to have boastfulness and not to show strength and not to show... Conflict. So we create that. We put them in that role to be not masculine and not manly. Then they get off from probation and uh, they start finding their way, but they're coming from a place of being so low down here, and we expect them to be so high up here because now you're a professional firefighter. You should just be a man now. You've been proven to be a man. Flip the switch and get up here. Come on. Not realistic. So yeah, we're lacking masculinity because we d- we teach them not to be, and I'm talking about extreme circumstances, maybe right? Because each but each side of the spectrum can do just as much damage. We, there's some departments around us who are so degrading to their new guys, they're so punitive to them, they're so harsh to them, exclusionary, that. When they get shipped out to other stations, the other stations have to like treat them like a shelter dog. Like, hey, come on, come out of your shell. We need you to talk to us. We only have five guys at the station. We need you to be part of the team. And when they go to the bigger station, they're beaten on so bad that yeah, there's twelve guys there. They can push one off the side and use them as a punching bag for the day because they're not going to rely on them. There's stations, there's departments like that around us. Then there's departments on the other side where it's like, day one, hey, you got the job. Don't worry about it. You're one of us now. Kick back. You got nothing to worry about. You've proven yourself by being hired. Both ends of that spectrum create the same poorly functioning, poorly adjusted individual after their first year. My department, I think, does a pretty good job in mix of mixing them. We do a lot. Our probation year is a lot. It's very intensive. There's a lot to do. It's overwhelming for some. It's a lot. But it's backed by a training division that is there to encourage and empower. And we talked about empowerment in the last episode, um, the mentor episode with Joe Galley. You can't tell someone they're nothing and tell them that they have to clean your toilet and vacuum your floor and wash your dishes and then not empower them to do the job and also tell them you need to be subservient on calls and be quiet and follow orders and only follow directions, don't problem solve. I'm the one thinking here. A thinking fireman is a dead fireman. You can't do all those things and not empower them ever and then expect them To give you the traits back that you ideal that you view as idealistic and professional and manly. Why why would they do that? So you have to balance this stuff out. Yes, their job is to clean the station. Yes, their job is to vacuum Wash the rigs. Whatever your station, your department says is their job, yes. But your job is to empower them, and your job is to give them the tools to be manly and masculine and grow as a person and grow as a human because that's what we're getting in the fire service. That's what we've always gotten. Very few times when we hire people, are we getting adult men coming in and transplanting from one adult profession of hardworking, labor, time-tested, battle-tested, and transplant to this one. What we're getting is people growing up. That's what I was. I was a person growing up, and I grew up in the fire service. And I was fortunately surrounded by people who didn't say, that's not my job to raise this person. That's not my job. Let someone else raise them. I'll teach them how to force a door. I was surrounded, fortunately, by people who said, you got some issues, dude, and we're going to teach you how to force a door, but you got to get your act together. And these things that you're doing, that's not how you act around adults and professionals. Those are lessons. So at a certain point in this conversation, professing that we have no a lack of manliness in the fire service and a lack of masculinity, unfortunately, that reflects it right back on you. What are you giving them to emulate? What lessons are you teaching them? If you don't teach them anything, you're going to see the same thing throughout your career, just like you would have been if someone didn't take the time or make a point or do what they thought they had to do to model and, and mentor and coach and assist you whether you know it or not. So the conversation is like talking to a mirror. We have a lack of manliness. Understand that they're they're going to emulate and they're going to become what they see. So what does that mean for you? For the person saying it? I think that's good. I think I got through my notes. Yeah. I think that's pretty good. All right, sorry for the silence. I'm just looking through. I could, I don't want to start back up again because I think that was good. <laughs> I think that was acceptable. All right, guys, if you like the podcast, if you like the show, if you like whatever, if you like Joe Galley, um, ways to support the show: rate it on the podcast platform you're listening to, rate right on Apple Podcasts or whatever. Like it on YouTube. Leave a comment. Um, start a conversation. I'm also on threads. Uh, If you really feel froggy, you can go on the website or the show page that I post on social media and there's a button says, buy me a coffee. That's just a donation towards the show. It's just showing support. And I appreciate that dearly. It lets me buy coffee for my guests and bribe uh, my guests and also upgrade equipment from time to time, rent the studio when I'm in there. So it's very much appreciated. Thank you. If you donate to the show and that's it. I hope you guys dig it. Uh, Let's all keep working towards being more capable and durable, both on-shift and away from it, and uh, be a four-shifter. Talk to you soon.